sure. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Every time. Uh, Every time. <laughs> Every time. It's like my little thing. Here we are. It is. Here we Here are. We are. <laughs> Here we are on Zoom. Yes. During this quarantine shindig, mm. and uh, Brianna, this is a reunion. It actually. is. This is a reunion. It really uh, is. I used to book you and this guy at a little speakeasy bar called That's Cool. Dude. The funny I thing is, that is that place. I have a demo of this guy singing one of his songs called Let Us Fall that he has never released. Oh my gosh. Throwback to <laughs> anyone. Oh, that's awesome. I have it. <laughs> I have it. Yes. This is one of my buddies, one of my friends for a long time. He is um, Drew. I'm not going to curse because he doesn't curse. Drew Baldridge. <laughs> hey, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> I love it. I didn't, you don't curse? Well, I try not to. You know, That's so sweet. He doesn't drink yeah. either. Yeah, I don't drink. How yeah, do I not I don't know any of that? Yeah, no. I don't drink. And I'm not I'm not one of those big throwdowns. I, mean, I still have fun, you know? Yeah. And I don't care if uh, people drink. Obviously, I grew up and I play in bars and I have a fun time yeah. with it. I just know what my what my limit is. And if I know I, I got an addictive personality, if I love it, I'll go all in. Mm. Be no wow. coming back. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I respect you for doing that because most people will be like, I have an addicting personality, so let's 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 just go all the way, man. It's Nashville. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's, it's a, so good for you know, like we're, like I said, I'm getting ready to get married. So yeah, um, when I'm out on the road, to know that I'm in good uh, good mind all the time, I think it helps our totally. relationship a lot. Yeah, and for her to know that too, you're talking to someone who's been cheated on on the road. You know that that plays a part in it a lot is the drinking yeah. thing. So that's awesome. Good for you, oh. dude. Well, thank you. How the heck are you? How is I'm life? I'm so good. It's been a crazy, uh, you know, this last year has just been wild. You know, yeah. I was just thinking about it. Um, literally yesterday, I was thinking about what life's been like in a year. You know, I mean, we went from uh, kind of, we were on the top. We had a record deal. You know, we had a song that went out to radio. It was called Middle of Nowhere Kids. And mm-hmm. it was one of my favorite songs. It was just getting ready to break top 60. Then the, the guy that owned my label just decided, he's like, hey man, I think I'm going to pull out of the, you know, music industry. And I was like, okay, you know, that's that's fine. Like, I totally Whoa. get it, you know. And I thought immediately, be like, hey, we're going to get a new deal, like immediately, you know. And yeah. it just hadn't been that way. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had a publishing deal and uh, it got bought out by Sony. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're getting ready to sign you know, hopefully a new publishing deal and, and things like that. But it's just been like a whirlwind, you know, you go from up here and then you're like kind of coasting. You're like, okay, what do I, what's next? And then this, mm-hmm. you know, quarantine hits and you're like, okay, all the meetings I just had have now stopped. <laughs> yeah. Everything stopped. Everything. Yeah. Everything. So it's been crazy, but I'll tell you what, there's been so many blessings of just uh, being home. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've, dated a girl for four years and I only see her about two or three times a week most of the time. And now I'm, mm. now I've been with her, you know, and yeah. Um, yeah. that has been awesome. And also like, if you want to test out engagement and see if you're going to be compatible, just mm-hmm. get engaged during a quarantine. I mean, 60 days <laughs> yeah. Yeah. alone. <laughs> it's so true. Well, you know, one of the craziest things that I've noticed is there's a lot of people who are in the music industry who got married before all of this and who have divorced during this whole thing, because I think they realize they can't deal with each other with if they're seeing each other on a regular basis. So like you guys got a good test and that's pretty awesome. And you passed yeah. obviously because you still want to marry her. <laughs> 
that question is, is she still want to marry you? Yeah, that's the real question. Valid. That's the real question. Very valid. She, she does, man. It's 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 been really crazy. We started this uh, this new series on uh, on YouTube called mm-hmm. Becoming Baldridge, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just kind of our uh, you know our path to marriage. And every week we try to post a video. Um, we've done it for the last four weeks or five weeks. I don't even know what episode we're on. So every Wednesday at seven, we post a YouTube clip about uh, about our life and what we're doing and um, where That's we're right. at in the preparing for marriage part of you know from picking the venue to picking what a tux we're going to wear. Katie did a thing mm-hmm. on her dress and what dress. I never watched that one because I want to be <laughs> surprised. But Yes. Are you going to cry? Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. One, oh. of my, okay. one of my buddies got married this weekend and uh, he like, wrote his own vows and he's in, you know, a big, t- a big, big, strong army ranger. And, uh, oh. you know, he's like reading his vows and he's crying and I'm like tearing up. I'm like, man, I am so done at my wedding. Dude. I am going to just be bawling my eyes out that's so sweet are you writing your own vows then too i don't know we haven't yeah. talked about that yet but but probably hold on time what do so you mean talk about it you're getting married in two days <laughs> you're getting married in like two or three days what do you mean no i'm not getting married till may what what i thought you were getting yeah. married on, i thought you were getting married on friday no my my one of my buddies is getting married on friday uh, uh, yes, if he was getting my, married on friday we would not be doing this interview i, right read, now. I read that the wrong, i read that text message wrong <laughs> I, I'm, I, to be honest, I could have very easily texted it the wrong way because I'm just like so into marriage stuff right now. I yeah. probably could have said my yeah. rehearsal's on Thursday. <laughs> I think you did say you have, you have rehearsal on Thursday is what you said. I'm like, oh, man. oh he's getting married this he's weekend? Getting married. <laughs> Didn't you just even get engaged? Oh, yeah. well, that's cool. Shoot, that messes up my entire introduction. Oh, we might have to <laughs> no. redo it. No, Fly it no, over. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Let her go. Uh, no, Let her no, go. No. It's fine. It creates content. Who cares? There we go. That's right. I think that that's so sweet, though, that, that you know that you're going to cry because I've always had this thing where I'm like, if my husband doesn't cry when he sees me walking down the aisle, I'm walking back. Like, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> Here's the thing. Anyone, anyone I get I get married to, I'm not going to cry. Why? And, and, and I'm going to tell you why. This is, it sounds really hard. This little thing. But it's, it's one, I'm not really a crier. That's the first thing. Okay. But two, if my wife is looking that damn good at a dress, the last thing I want to do is cry. You're going to sexualize her before you even... <laughs> this is not what it's about. <laughs> Hey. Just saying. Oh my my wife coming down looking and that looking great in that white dress. That's I'm where your mind's saying. going. I my love- mind is going there. <laughs> so awful. I tell you what though, I'll be honest. I don't know if I'll cry when she's walking down the aisle. I think, you know, maybe when I when I say, you know, like who uh, you know, who takes this bride from her dad, you know, and, and stuff like that. That's just mm. kind of a, a mm. whole different moment. I remember mm. just having the talk with her dad, you know. It was the talk was actually kind of hilarious because it was during uh I couldn't get up there. He's about eight hours from where I'm at. He's uh she's originally from northern Illinois, so I had to which already sucked. I had to make the phone I had to make a phone call instead of going and seeing him in person. And uh yeah. so I called him and I was so nervous, you know, I'm like, Hey, I wanna, you know, marry your daughter and um we talked for a minute before that and I said, Hey, hey Dan, I got a question for you and he said, All right, what is the question? I said well, Dan, I would really, really like to marry your daughter. And he said, oh, oh, Drew, you're breaking up on me. I can't hear anything. 
what's what what did you say <laughs> and i was like i was like well, i'm like my voice is probably cracking i'm like well dan i'd just really like to he's like well i just have really bad service right now i don't know i might have to call you back i can't hear anything <laughs> and i was just like of oh, course man. this is so oh, funny yeah it's so awkward oh, but then no. <laughs> but then he got a hold of me and he was like oh my gosh we would love nothing for you to be part of more than our family and you know just having that talk with him almost Aww. teared me up and and so yeah, i think that's just such, he walks down yeah man it's just I a mean. i feel like as a songwriter we're just emotional people mm-hmm. anyway it's like so attached to yep. um, emotions already so i mean sometimes even in rights mm-hmm. i'll tear up I'm like man that's gets to me <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid yeah. to admit I'm a crier. Jeez. Actually, now, now that you mentioned that, you know, I just realized you were the first person on the show that I have actually started to write with back yeah. in the day. Back we in act- the day. We you actually- wrote? Oh, yeah. You did. Yeah. There's a lot. You, you were know, a writer? I was a writer when I came to town. What? And I ended, up, I ended up getting a hold by, assault by an artist. Look at you, Marcus. <laughs> and then I stopped okay. writing. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, this is like, too cool, hard. I wanted people. Peace out. Oh, boy, I got a whole cool. I'm good. Done. We're good. Yeah, I actually started. I remember that. We were. I came to your place. We were writing that one day. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Man, we've yeah. known each other that's for a so long funny. time. Drew's- Probably eight years. Eight, nine years now. Probably same. That's about as long as I've known you, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you used to write, we you, you'd come over to my house and in the basement of my parents. Oh yeah, we would I remember write that. songs. <laughs> Crazy times. man, and now we're all like grown up, and you're getting married, and I have a dog. <laughs> so, and, so, uh, <laughs> great, so you, good times. you you small town Illinois boy. Mm-hmm. That's right, buddy. You, uh, <laughs> I always tell people that I have one friend from Illinois who has the smallest graduating class <laughs> that I've ever heard. Oh, How no. many people did you graduate yeah. with in your senior year? 22. Yeah, 22 kids in my class. It was super small. The town's called Potoka, and it's only about um, 580 people. <laughs> You know, so um, wow. it was it was super small, but what a great life to grow up. I grew up on a family farm. My grandpa had a family farm. And so, you know, man, it was just the way of living. People ask, why, why do you sing country music? It's like, man, it's the only thing I know. You know, I don't know. Until I moved here, I didn't know what city life really was. And people all tell me all the time that Nashville is a small city, um, which it is, which it is now that I've been here for almost yeah. nine years. Um, but moving here, I was like, this yeah. place is huge. I was 19. I was like, <laughs> what is happening? You know, it's just. Yeah. one ways and red lights and interstates it's like holy cow um but man <laughs> it's the biggest small town in the usa it yeah it is and especially in the music community now you know like you yeah. said we've known each other for so long it's almost like a high school class we probably all moved here the same year or close to it and Honestly. come up and done stuff together and it's just man it's it's a great life here in nashville but I, I can't say that i don't miss my small town roots you know so then do you do you want to stay in nashville like predominantly after you guys get married or you used to kind of want to go back for a little while and travel to Nashville when you need to? Like, what's your guys' plan? I don't know. I mean, I, I really love back home, but um, I think I'll, I'll probably build a place there eventually, but yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll live here. I'll probably just have yeah. a cabin up there on some family ground and have a place yeah. to go up there because it's only about three and a half or four hours from here. Oh, so that's not bad. It's, it's really close where I'm at. And, and so I just don't think uh, Katie my fiance, she would ever want to just live up there because there's not a whole lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> not saying no, she doesn't totally like small town life. But, uh, I totally yeah, get that. There's not a whole lot to do up there except, you know, do deer hunting, go hunting or something mm. like that. 
Mm-hmm. Get you some good venison sausage. That's right. Oof. But she won't. She won't let me hang my deer heads on the wall, though. So that's oh, a smart got, girl. I'm like her. I don't know. No deer hairs on the wall. Oh, see, I'm like, I'm all for that stuff. My dad's a hunter. You know. No joke. That's... Like, look, I'm not kidding. Here's my deer head right here on the ground. <laughs> Oh I'm sitting gosh. here looking at it. That's amazing. Uh, she won't. Uh, I gotta get a gotta get a man room first. There you go. But Just <laughs> I have another. I got another one coming this month. They're supposed to be done, so I'll have two now. And maybe she'll let me put them up because then it'll be like symmetrical. You no, know, she, won't, she won't do it. She won't. Yeah, do it. No, I don't. No. I don't know if she will. <laughs> They're so cool, though. That's. Yeah, I think that that's dope. But hey, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. So when you uh, were growing up in Illinois, what got you into music? How old were you when you started doing that? I was probably first grade um, was like my first time performing in front of people at like the Christmas program. I still remember the song. It was like all different languages of goodbye. I was like, ciao, adios, (laughs) having new friends can be. I mean, it's like one of those throwback songs. (laughs) Oh my God. You don't forget the first You don't forget the first (laughs) Yeah. You don't. You don't forget it. And and so then I started doing like talent shows, like dancing Mm -hmm. um, and talent shows and like lip singing, like Michael Jackson stuff. And (laughs) that was probably... My first one was Thriller when I was probably third grade. Stop. Then I did like Thriller and Grease Lightning and I did um, Men in Black. I did the Blues Brothers and me and some buddies. And we were just all just like lip singing everything, you know, and just kind of doing the dance moves and stuff. And that was kind of when I realized, man, I just I want I like being in front of people. I like performing and making people smile. And um, then I started playing. I had took piano lessons all in that time. And then I started picking up a guitar at 16 when I, I was like, good pianos for chicks. You know, I don't want to play piano <laughs> yeah. when I was in, you know, third grade. I was like, I'm not going to do that. Now looking back, I wish I would have stuck with it, but, um, picked up a guitar at 16. And I was like, all right, here's how I'm going to get the ladies right here with this guitar. <laughs> I can, I could sing these country songs, you know, oh, and, it's, man. and it didn't take much to real, like when you sit down, you play the piano, you're like, oh man, all music's kind of the same. It all kind of goes together and, mm-hmm. and, uh, just Googled chords and figured it out and started playing at 17 in local bars. Wow. At 17? Was I was going to say, they let you in? <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, I could, I could play. I just, you know, that's all I could do. Well, I ain't like you drink anyway. So, you know. Yeah. And they all do that. I mean, it's all, I mean, like I said, we're coming from towns of less than a thousand people here. So, I mean, we didn't even have a cop in our town except on Wednesdays growing up. So it was like, (sighs) wow. What? Holy crap. So you just had to wait. Someone broke into your house. You had to wait like a full work week to get someone out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, there wasn't, I can't tell you, I don't remember the last time, like I locked my car or my, or like my door at my parents' house. It's literally, I leave the keys in it. And so that's been like a newsflash here. I left our car unlocked one night and got $80 stole out of it. But it's like back home. It's just like, man, you call somebody. It's like, hey, grandpa, I need to move the truck. Well, the keys are in it. Just move her around. You know, it's just like, it is what it is. I love small The small town living. Yeah, man. Yeah, never had that that in Philly. (laughs) I bet. I bet. Never not. had that. Until you, better lock, you better lock your car. And then on top of locking your car, we have one of those clubs that go across the steering wheel. <laughs> See, I've never even seen one of them in person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have one. We Every wow. car every car in the Cougar household had one. <laughs> had one. That's insane. You can get in the car, but you ain't, you ain't taking the <laughs> car if you can't move it. 
<laughs> whoa, Dang. whoa, man, that's, that's wild. yeah. I grew up in Huntington Beach, so like, oh dang, yeah, a that, whole other lifestyle. That was completely different than everything. It's just now yeah. it's 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 kind of strange though. Now everything's everything kind of becomes similar. I feel like Nashville, parts of Nashville, are starting to become like parts of California, and everything's just kind of becoming the same to me. I just said my my one friend from LA just left this past week. She just left last night, and I just said to her, she came in Thursday, and we went out, and she, you know, well, what do I, how do I wear? She used to live here, by the way. Well, what's okay to wear now? And I'm like, well, think about what L.A. wore about five, ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then yeah, that's what you much. can wear. That's what you can wear now. Pretty much. That's We're, so funny. It's it's very uh, it's becoming very reminiscent of LA. I think it's because so many people are relocating. Yeah. To Nashville mm-hmm. from LA, mm-hmm. so you know it's just a it's just a big whole mess. We, we but don't I still like feel it, like but... one thing that's good about Nashville is there's still a lot of small town folks too that come here. You know, yeah. it's a lot of there's a lot of uh, it's not as big city. You know, no, it's like and you can LA get out. Or, yeah. You can get yeah, out of like out Nashville quick. and like you can go to Franklin or Spring Hill and it's all pretty, it's all pretty chill out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's amazing, but it's also amazing how this town has changed. Yeah. Oh man. It's yeah. Insane. Crazy. Y'all remember when we used to, when we used to be able to leave our cars across from the roof and that gravel locked? Yep. Oh yeah. Now it's Dude. a big old, big now it's a big yes. old, <laughs> big it's old apartment. apartment it's, two, it's two apartment complexes next to each other. Gosh. It's crazy. I yeah, totally I remember that. Remember that. Oh, oh, my man. gosh. Wow. Right, so, Drew, what year did you move here? 2000? I moved here in 2011. Okay, so you moved uh, a year after me. Okay. Yeah, I moved here to 2011. Like I said, right out of high school, 19. I guess I did a year of, of college, and I moved here. And, uh, man, just dove right into it. You know, played downtown, played at Tootsie's uh-huh. and Rippies for about a year and a half. I think you did that too, didn't you? For, mm-hmm. like, Rippies? Yeah, mm-hmm. I played at Rippies. I, I did Tootsie's too. Okay. Yeah. Good times. I, I didn't do that. I, di- I didn't do all that. <laughs> I, I didn't do all that, guys. I, I, I stuck to the songwriter for a little bit. You know, you're not missing out on much, I will bit. say. As a girl, it's much different than it is for a dude. It's not It's not ideal playing Broadway. But dudes can have so much fun, and I love going and seeing my friends that are playing down there. And It's just, it's fun. It's just... And not my cup of tea yeah i haven't played down there for years now of course because yeah. we've been out on the road and stuff but yeah man i had a lot of fun times down there i remember this one time i was playing at rippies and you know you got a tip jar so you just play four tips mm-hmm. and uh it's right across from bridgestone mm-hmm. where the preds play mm-hmm. and uh i'll never forget i played i had a six o'clock or like a two i think it was a two two to six yeah. time slot at rippies and uh a guy came up and he was like, hey, I don't have any cash, but he tell you what, he said, one of my buddies backed out on the Preds game. You want to go to the Preds game with me tonight? I was like, sure. Why not? Stop. So, so, like, I played right after my set. I just put my guitar there at Rippies and walked over with this fella I just met, and we watched the Preds game. Yep. <laughs> yep. Had that, had that happen before, too. No way. So yeah. Working downtown. I worked downtown as a security guard, and it was like that sometimes, you know. Really? Yeah, people yeah. are just so trustworthy. They're so just trustworthy like, with people in Nashville. Let's go. Yeah. That's crazy. I yeah. kind of dig it. I, I so do that. I. 
so do I. I've, I've never experienced that, but yeah. it might be know. a little different for you. Yeah, some <laughs> random guy come up to this pretty little girl. Hey, like, you want to? Hey, girl. <laughs> yeah. You want to go to the Preds game? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't actually. Yeah. Not with you. But yeah, that's funny. Have a good time. But uh. <laughs> so so you uh you played around. I know because you when you you played at Texas in the airport as well. Oh god! Oh yeah. man! Yeah, yes. I remember. I remember walking through the airport one day and seeing you in the oh, airport playing. I'm like, oh. I heard the voice. And I'm like, is that Drew playing? <laughs> man, Whoa. I'll tell you what. That was that was crazy. What was nice about there is that you could make your own CDs. So I made CDs just literally. I hope nobody has these because <laughs> they are so bad. But I literally made CDs on my MacBook into yep. garage band just mean an acoustic singing like i probably had a couple songs uh, of my own but it was like baby lock the door and turn the light but like really bad really bad version of that oh, i could not amazing. sing very good but it was there we could sell those cds for like ten dollars so i'd mm-hmm. make them and sell them and i'm um, now so every time i go through the airport now and i look over and i just got back from a gig or whatever and i feel tired or whatever i look over and i see somebody playing in tootsies and i'm just like man that was mean so i if i have any cash in my pocket i take it out and go over there oh. and drop it in that jar in that jar because i just know so i know sweet. what they're going through it's yeah. just it gives yeah, me goosebumps thinking about it yeah it kind of it kind of the struggle the struggle these musicians have when they first come into town it's just not even not even trying to get their name out there but just trying to make ends meet to just survive yeah, yeah. It, it's almost it's hard it's almost harder than trying to get your name out there you know mm-hmm. Yeah, just I, th- I think that's what I told a lot of songwriters too. Is just like, hey, they're like, well, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, just survive. Yeah. Like, be the last man standing. Don't go, because yeah. everybody yeah. else is gonna move, and everybody mm-hmm. people are gonna give up. There's no plan B in the music industry. You have to be all in. If you say, hey, I give myself, I'll give myself two years, and I'm gonna move home. <laughs> I don't believe in that. You know, no. it's like, especially talking to you guys here, you guys know what it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we, you guys have been here 10 years. It's like, yeah. it is what it is. And you just gotta, you gotta survive. You gotta find a way to live, you know, and you do, yeah. you do you get through it. Yeah. One of the best pieces of advice I ever, I ever got was I was in a meeting at Fitzgerald Hartley and uh, I forget who I was meeting with. And I wish I would freaking remember, but he told me, he was like, you know, out of all the people that come to town, maybe a quarter of them actually become successful. And I was like, okay, well, that's still like one in four. That's pretty good odds. And he's like, well, maybe maybe 5% of those quarters actually are the ones that you hear on the radio and that like really, really, really make something of themselves. And I was pretty discouraged. I was like, well, I, I, I don't like that. Like what happened to the other 95%? And he like leaned forward in his chair and he said, they give up. And I was like, that's so true. So many people just, they go home. Just give up. Yeah. They, they go give home. Up. Here's and, a, and here's, a, here's the, to bounce off of that. He, I, I can, I, I look on like Facebook and things and Nashville has been through hell with a tornado mm-hmm. this, this year. And now we had the pandemic happen. So it's mm-hmm. like, how many of songwriter friends that you've had that have packed up their shit and left? Yeah. Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. It's just, just, I mean, just in the last six months. Because right now is the hardest time to ever 
come here. I mean, I know several yeah. people and I've heard several friends to me. It's like, well, my friend moved here and they've already went back because mm -hmm. they thought they were going to get here and get a gig downtown or whatever. And they just can't afford to live here now because there's no place to play. You can't yeah. do absolutely anything. All my, all my band guys are just like, you know, don't know what to do because yeah. they're just now starting to play downtown again. Yeah. But I was playing, I was out on the road in 2016. We did about a 30 day run with Granger Smith and, um, we went out to lunch, like a lunch before the show that night and him and his tour manager and me and my tour manager. And he was like, Hey man, he's like, I just got some questions I want to ask you, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, I just wanted to see like, how long do you give yourself before you just like say, Hey, you know, I'm gonna give up and just move back. And I was just mm -hmm. like, man, to be honest, I don't really have a timeline. Like I'm in it, you know, yeah. like if I don't make it as an artist, whatever i said i'm not doing anything other than music the rest of my life and he's like all right dude we can be friends now he said if you're going to tell me that you were going to leave in a couple of years i was just gonna like write you off you know yeah. not write you off but like but. be like okay you know this is what it is kind of thing and man i learned a lot from just that conversation because you think mm. about granger i mean he had albums in the 90s you know and did he really like, yeah yeah i mean no like the late 90s and that dude has just yeah. worked and worked and yeah. Nobody's going to do it other than yourself and you got to figure it out. And so, no, it's so true. Um, it's so, so, so true. There's my cousin, uh, is a very, very, very big songwriter, Natalie Hemby. And, um, she's one of the first people that I wrote with when I was like 13 cause we were family. She's like, yeah, I'll write with you. And her story is, is crazy. She's in her forties now and she's now she's at the, you know, the top peak. of the world. Yeah. But she's been doing it since she was like 17, 18 years old. And then when she was my age, she quit altogether and was working at Comcast and then got back into it. And it's like now, you know, she's, wow. she's in the high women and, and doing some incredible things, but she never fully gave up. Yeah. You know, I think it's in your blood. You just gotta, it's just there. It it's don't just go there. Nowhere. It's just there. It really is. I love that. So then what's, what's, what's new for you now with all of this stuff? What's, what's next? So in, uh, you know, right in May in, uh, last year, May of last year. So 2019, I put a song out called senior year uh -huh. and, mm -hmm. um, that song, it did its moment in 2019. And then just about March of 2020, um, right when the pandemic started, this song just totally took on another life. And, um, it actually, cause the hook of the song said, never thought it would disappear senior year. Well, all these kids senior year disappeared from them. They didn't get prom. They didn't get yep. baseball. They didn't get yeah. soccer. And so I was laying in bed one night. And I was like, mm. what can I do? What can I do for these kids? So I just decided, I reached out to a bunch of radio friends and I was just like, Hey guys, if you have a, you know, if you have a class or a school that you're close with, I'll do a zoom concert with your closest mar in your market. And now, before I knew it, I had about 70 what? Zoom concerts I was doing with classes of 2020. Oh, my gosh. Um, all the month of May and June. And I was doing about seven a day. It was a lot. Um, but then it turned wow. into schools asking, hey, will you come and play in person at our graduation? And I'm yeah. like, all my shows oh my are canceled. Gosh. Why not? So yeah. I just did a senior tour all of June, July. And we went and played about 20 shows around the country from California. I went to actually went to Philadelphia and played. Um, there, they what, were high school, big, what high school you play in Philadelphia? There was a, uh, a school, Northwest Penn or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I looked down so the road they, from Northwest Penn in Philly. No way. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I played, they had, they did like a, uh, 
a virtual graduation for their kids. So I went in, they had it set up on the middle of their football field and I played in the middle of their football field, played senior year and kind of gave them a commencement speech and had XTU involved. And, you know, XTU was playing the song about 30 times a week. And before we knew it, I mean, we got top 50 on billboard with the song. I didn't have a deal. I didn't have a record deal. I know. I noticed that. Didn't have anything. It was crazy. And so, you know, that was a huge, huge moment. And just like this song did so much special things for kids around the country. And um, it, it was you know, it kind of all winded down in about August because we couldn't play graduations anymore. But it was that's what we've been doing is all these senior graduations. And now we're gearing up for some new music. I just recorded a new tune and um, hopefully going to put it out soon. I, uh, I, I want to congratulate you because I, I, it, people don't realize how hard it is to get played on next to you. Oh, my goodness. Even as Huge. even as a successful artist that has multiple number ones, XTU is one of the uh, for I noticed I noticed because I worked there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I got it's my tough. start. That's where I got yeah. my start. Um, I've, I've seen big A-list artists get told no. At yeah. this station, it is wow. a top. It is a top ten station in the country for country music, and it's very hard to get played. And the fact that you got played and got in, and they got involved and helped you and backed you up—that is saying a lot. Man, it was Mark it was Raz, huge. It Mark was Raz really backed you up on that one. He's my boy. I yeah. mean, he has been so good, and and country radio in general. You know, we had this. Like I said, we had this record deal for a couple of years, and we never had any hits, but we always just had radio ready to go like they're always like hey drew whatever you got next send it to me like we want to be the first on it and i've been really really lucky with country radio i haven't had a hit yet but they've always been my friends and been there and you know i know whatever's next they'll be there for me when i need like this senior year thing they didn't have to play it i didn't have a record deal i know Mm -hmm. they were getting calls by every record label in town's like what the why are you playing Right. This guy, why are you playing Drew Ball? He don't have a record deal. You know, he ain't doing, you know, X, Y, Z for you. Um, but like, man, I was, I've been really thankful to those guys. And, you know, some Boston was playing it 30 times a week, Raleigh. I mean, all around the country, people were playing this song and really supporting what I was doing. And luckily it was, it was a timely song and it was at the right moment. And, you know, I just thank God let us write it for this it, it was a whole year later, you know, that it came mm-hmm. and had its moment. It was, we put it out a year before it actually, you know, hit home with people. But I really think it's a song that's going to relate to this year too, with kids having a weird senior year again, yeah. not getting, you know, up where I'm at. Kids can't play football. You know, they can't, yeah. they can't do that anymore. Some schools, they're all different right now. And so um, this song I think is definitely taking on a, uh, a new life and hopefully some of this, you know, it turns into some of this new music we're creating too. We'll, you know, follow up on this one. Um, yeah. You got a new single out though. Yeah. So I put a, a song out in March called Before You, which mm-hmm. I wrote. I was out on the low cash tour and I wrote with those boys and it's all about my fiance and um, the video. Yeah, the video the is video. your proposal, right? It's my proposal. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's actually Stop my proposal. Stop it right now. I need to uh-huh. watch the video. I've heard some yeah. not watch the video. So the oh video, my gosh. I shot it all on my GoPro and my phone. And it's just like every Whoa. step to me going and getting the ring, to hiding the ring on the airplane, to going down to Aruba on the beach, yep. to having some guy that I just met two hours before hold my GoPro while I proposed to Katie. <laughs> um, oh so it was gosh. just like the whole video is my proposal. It's pretty crazy, but I was supposed to get engaged in um, Paris. So the song, the bridge said, never thought I'd fly to Paris to get down on one knee, uh-huh. but 
two days before we were supposed to leave, they had the travel ban. And so I was like freaking out. And Katie was like, I don't know. I don't know why you're being like this. Like, it's so easy. We can just change our flight. I don't understand. And I was like, (laughs) you don't understand. understand. (laughs) (laughs) I have everything lined up. I had a photographer lined up, the location, like everything in Paris. And so then I had this, and the song said Paris. So then like yeah. the day before I left, she was like, I just want to go to Aruba. It was like, we went there a couple of years ago and I really liked it. And I said, okay, great. So I went in and had to change the song to, I never thought I'd fly to an Island to get down on one knee and like change everything. Oh, and like gosh. last minute when I was there, just make crap up, like find a, the photographer person in the hotel and be like, Hey, like sneak out of my room at 7 a.m. and tell Katie I was going on a walk or whatever and be like, hey, can you come out like tonight at 6 o'clock when I propose and like get some pictures? And she said, yeah, just walk by and nod your head when you're doing it. So like it's luckily on the way out to the place to to the beach and I'd walk by and I was holding Katie's hand. I was like, let's go, let's go. And here they come with their cameras and their gears. (laughs) Stop it right now. Man, that's, that's great. That's great. Oh, man. It was, it was like nerve-wracking, of course, already proposing, oh, sure. but doing it on the fly instead of what you thought was going to be planned out. Jeez. I think it made it that much more special. Honestly. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I mean, that story, that's, that's so much cooler of a story even, too. Like, it's so much – yeah, it's so much more special. That's so yeah, and cool. I, we got done uh, getting proposed to – well, I proposed to her, and we were getting our engagement pictures, and there was a couple right behind us that was on the beach – and they were underneath this tree, underneath the tree while we were getting our picture. And they said, Hey, we just want to tell you that, uh, 25 years ago today, we got married on this beach and it was really, really awesome for us to watch you get, watch you two get, um, engaged right here in front of us, oh. made our day. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is meant to be, you know, Oh my God. that'll be you. That's going to be you in 25 years. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Going back and that's seeing good. somebody else. Uh-huh. Oh. You in 25 years. Cause we'll keep paying it forward. That's crazy. So you talk about your publishing deal with uh, this music, We, which I don't think you know this, but actually no one knows yet. Um, we had Tim Nichols, who oh, Tim awesome. Nichols is the founder of, of this music, um, at least one of them. Yeah. Uh, um, so we had him on. Um, so tell us, tell us about you signing with the, Tim Nichols, who's one of the one of the greats. Yeah, and sign over there with him and Rusty Gatson and Connie and that whole group and just you know, Dave, they 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 backed you and I and I, and I love how much they they showed a, a ton of support with you. Man, they have just been my family. Like, yeah. but if you find a believer in Nashville, they just instantly become your family. And mm-hmm. um, you know, they signed me in 2013. You know, when I was like 20. 23, 22, you know, something like that. And they just believed in me from day one. And um, my whole first record I had, Tim wrote half the record with me. He had six songs on it. And we also wrote senior year together, um, which, you know, I was just talking about. And um, we still write together all the time. And he's just been like, if I have learned from anyone, the most about songwriting has been Tim Nichols and just Mm. like how to craft a song Mm. and, how to make it lyrically great. Cause that's what he's great about and, yeah. and not settling for a line and thinking about stuff. And man, he and rusty, you know, I'm, if people out there know rusty gas and he's just, Rusty's great. he, he managed me for five years. You know, he was Did my, he really? Yeah, yeah. He was my, he's, al- he's also a, a spoken section alumni. 
there you go. Great. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, team. he he managed me for five years, and it was just me and him and my booking agent, Doug Neff, and we were just taking on the world together. You know, we would well, go Doug. out. And, yeah, he's my boy. He's still my agent. Still Wait, love Doug. So, so, yeah, so you're, you, you've William been at William, you, yeah, you're at William Morris, too. Okay. That's, I, yeah. I know that because I've seen you at the parties and the fun little things. Yeah. And so okay. it was just, it was just us too. And we were just like doing yeah. our own stuff yeah. until um, the highway actually played one of our songs, Dance With You, in like 2015. And just that opened up, that changed my life. That moment of them playing that song. I mean, just like it obviously, if a highway plays your song, it obviously still changes your life. I mean, yeah. any artist gets one play on there and it's You like, don't have to say that because I'm sitting here in front of you. <laughs> no, no, man. It's, it's honest God the truth. I mean, we did that whole highway finds tour with them. Uh, yeah. The first, we were the first ones to do that. And so cool. it just, they totally changed my life and allowed us to reach people all over the country instead of we were just touring around the midwest like that was like how people tour texas the midwest was like our texas we did missouri and illinois and indiana wisconsin michigan ohio we were doing you know 150 dates a year all up in that area and until the highway started playing and that allowed us to get a record deal and move on to bigger things but rusty connie tim man those folks right there those some good folks and just change those they all changed my life instantly signing with them and just having, you know, it's like you need those people, no matter how talented you are, there's people in town that are further along than you that just give you that stamp, you know, like, yeah. Hey, this is my guy or, Hey, we believe in what he's doing. And then it changes your life. Then everybody, people else start believing in it too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm. at radio, so-and-so starts playing. Mark Raz starts playing you. Guess what? You got Mark Raz stamp. That means other mm-hmm. people are going to start believing you. The highway, you got that stamp. Well, guess what? Here comes a whole other group of people that are folks that are going to believe in what you're doing. So yeah. um, those were people that, have, that gave me my first stamp. And I feel, I'm really excited that, you know, th- those were them. That's so great. That is, uh, I, I mean, that's, that's so true. You just need one. I, I think I said this with Carrie Marlowe as well. You, you, you just need one, just mm-hmm. one believer behind you, you know. And it, it yeah. doesn't necessarily be a heavy hitter. It can be someone who is you know, just a little bit further along, but has a lot more connections and more leverage to help you, you know, yeah. throughout your career. Um, mm-hmm. You just you need, need one. You need your champion. You need your champion. Yeah, your you champion. need yeah. one. Mm-hmm. You need one. Yeah. And, and that one person can change your entire life. I've had multiple in, st- in different stages. Um, okay. In different stages. But <laughs> no, and, and I'm not saying to brag, but just in different stages of life. You know, of course. You, it's yeah. just where you, you end up getting. You, you, you can end up having more than one. You can end up having multiples. You know, and that's just way. And and Drew Baldrige, you have multiple. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been very lucky. Yeah, well, man. I'll be honest too. But like, also, also, not even so much people that are further along with you, but like your friends. You know, mm-hmm. like Marcus, you're always that person for me. You know, every time I'd see you out, you're like, "Hey, buddy, how's it going? Send me a song. I want to hear it." You know, and that goes a long way. It's like mm-hmm. you don't realize that when somebody's just scrambling around and just one person coming up to you and putting your arm around you and saying, hey, dude, I see you're crushing it, you know, or whatever. That goes far. And I don't yeah. think sometimes people don't get recognized for just that little moment because that that spurt that that click keeps you going like, man, somebody's paying attention to me. You know, mm-hmm. somebody's listening to what I'm doing or they care enough to even want to hear a song. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's a big deal. So every time you did that, Marcus. It was just like, man, that dude's great. You know, he, he's, he's believing in me, you know, and it's, it's just, 
that that means a lot. It makes it easier to believe in yourself too. It, yes, you are a hundred percent right on that. That's yeah. a big. That's a big statement. Yeah. Well, you have to know too that it, there's not a lot of people that can do what you did and get radio play completely independently for something. And I think that that just goes to show that it's because of you as a person. Like it's not just because of your uh, talent. It's not because mm-hmm. of anything. It's because of who you are as 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 a as a human being and people champion you because you're awesome, not just because of your music, not just because of anything like that. So you got to give yourself credit there too. Like if you're an easy person to, to rally around. Oh, you're so sweet. No, seriously. I'm going to put this out here um, because there's a lot of history when I'm getting ready to say, but I want to put this out here. Um, You don't have a record deal right now. However, I'm going to say this, your next record deal is going to be with Kurt records. You think so? (laughs) (laughs) And you know why I am saying Kurt Records. There is one person over there that I stopped from. You were playing That's Cool. I remember this. And they were were getting ready to leave. I remember that. And I stopped them dead in their tracks because at that time, they went A&R for Big Machine. Yeah. At that time. And they are not a and Big Machine. They are now a and for Curb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's become, she's become my, one of my best friends in this business, too. You know, it's like it was because of that night. Honestly. I know. I know. That's 100%. crazy. And you stopping them and her hearing me. And we just became really close and have been close ever since, you know. And, wow. Um, We've almost worked together a couple times. It just hasn't worked out yet. So we'll see. You know, you never know, but never that, know. that's cool. That's a cool moment that how everything comes together of people, how they intertwine and connect because of relationships, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. <laughs> that's going to happen. I, I, I helped draw with Hannah Ellis on that one because Hannah Ellis was her intern, but I also was like, ah, you should really sign that one. Just letting <laughs> yeah. you know. She's great too. Oh, Hannah. You, you on the list. Don't worry. I'm sure. I'm sure she's keeping a good look. Uh, I'm sure oh, yeah. she is. We're, there you we're go. Gonna, we're gonna do it. Marcus, it's, the matchmaker over here. Yeah, he is. He's the matchmaker <laughs> guy. I've been good with that. I've been good. I love it. I've been good with that. That's my track record. I have been good. I cannot tell you how many people I have. I have said, you know, when someone has mentioned Drew Baldish to me, I'm like, yeah, that's my claim to fame. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's yep. so funny. He that's takes full credit for your career. Thing. <laughs> I stopped him. I did. I stopped the NR person. Oh gosh! Wow, <laughs> Marcus, your humility is untouchable. It's the best, isn't it? It really it's is. The best. <laughs> you're the most. You're the most humble person I know. You really are. That's you so funny. really, Here's the funny really part. are. The funny part is that I really am humble. But no, you are. <laughs> I love it. You have that like that like fun arrogance about you, like I have, where I'm yeah. just like, yes. Look at me. I, I got know. This. I know, but then, like, in all actuality, you're, like, low-key pretty insecure a lot of the time. It's all right. It's all right. But people don't need to know that. It's no no big deal. It's all right. We're going to edit that part out. Just what we're going to do. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do on that. We're going to edit that part out. So, 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 um... You're, you have no label, so let's just go ahead and say. It. So, what's the next song title that's coming out? Because first so, of all, before we go there, what is uh, the latest single? Is is it is it when you? Oh, before you, or is it when when I fall? It's it's so it's before you, and the the okay. when I fall kind of came out. It wasn't supposed to, and it was kind of weird how there was another song called God's People too. Um, I saw that one. Yeah, 
Yeah. So there was no plan around them coming out. They just, after we got the rec off the record company, um, ownership of master changed whole thing. And those songs just kind of just miraculously came out. Yeah. Came out. <laughs> and so, um, we had them in the hopper, obviously they were going to, we were going to try to put a EP together or something like that. But, you know, I did get ownership of those songs again. My, the guy that ran my label was nice enough to give me those songs and things. And so I might put together all those songs and make a little EP. And, um, but the next song that I'm getting ready to put out, I just, I just got the master done last week. And so I have to text it to you yeah. so you can hear it, buddy. Um, but it's, it's, it's a song called it's your loss. And, uh, I put this song up on Facebook about a year and a half ago or two years ago. And it just, it kind of went small viral on there. People were just hitting me up constantly and, you know, got over 300,000 views or something, just me playing. And people were like, we got to have this, we got to have this. And so I, you know, I was beating down the door like, Hey, we got to put this out. We got to put this out. I need to record it right now. And it was just like, Hey, you have a single, we can't do this. It's going to confuse radio, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Hey, now I'm, I can do it. I own it I, yeah. myself. Like well, I just record it. And no, no offense, but if someone told Luke Holmes that we wouldn't have as many singles out on the radio right now as Luke Holmes. There you yeah, go. That's so true. And so it's like, you know, now I'm like, man, I'm just going to go in and if I'm really passionate about something, I have that opportunity where I can do that and I can, right. you know, make that decision. And, uh, so we just recorded it and I'm super stoked about it. We're shooting a video for it next week. And, um, yeah, we're going to, put it out hopefully in October we're creating a you know a timeline for it right now making sure all DSPs and everything know about it and um yeah dude we're what's we're the rocking what's, what's the name of it it's called it's your, it's loss. your loss it's your it's loss it's your loss yeah mm. nice oh i wonder who yeah. or what that's about so funny story the whole i got the idea my uh, uh my fiance now had a roommate and she was uh, a super sweet girl we're still friends with her and she was dating this guy and he was just not great not great to mm. her. Not, not that he was a bad human, but they just, it wasn't great yeah. to her and what she was going through. And of course. I remember her just coming home day after like day and just crying to me and my fiance and just like, Hey, this is what I'm going through. And then finally she came home and was like, he dumped me, blah, blah, blah. And finally I just pulled her aside. I was like, Hey, you know, it's not your loss. It's his, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, you are a way better person than, than deserving this. Yeah. And so that kind of just clicked in my head of like, Oh man, like I need to write something. I need to write this down. And so I kind of, it's a, uh, it's from the guy's perspective and it's kind of tongue in cheek a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's not, it's, it's, it's your loss, not mine. I'm good. You know, kind yeah. of thing. Like I'm moving on, but it's, yeah. man, it's, it's really fun. I'm really excited about it. It's been one of my favorite songs for a long time. So to finally put it out to folks, um, is going to mean a lot. That's so great. Now with, with, um, you not having a label and everything, I'm sure you've still been able to keep like your core people and like some of your team and stuff. So you're just going to be doing this completely independently. Do you have like separate, you know, just all of the pieces that a record label would entail or like, how are you going to plan on doing all of this? So I have a, um, me and my manager, um, we're, we're he, luckily he has good relationship with DSPs. And, uh, mm -hmm. I, honestly, John Marks has just been my guy from day one, obviously playing the yeah. song on XM from the beginning. And yeah, he's always been my biggest believer. I send him my music first and awesome. uh, he's just kind of, been that guy for me at radio and so uh you know he's always been really really great to me i owe a lot to him and uh but you know when it comes to radio and stuff we will see once we put this out 
Um, you know, I have a, another guy that, that, uh, we've talked to and, uh, he might help me, you know, promote it to, if we decide to go to radio, luckily, you know, obviously I have a lot of friends there, so I could just text it and be like, Hey, what's your thoughts? We might try to go for ads for this and just give me your honest opinion. And I'm yeah. luckily have those relationships where I can do that. Yeah. And, um, I don't have a full promo staff, but if we wanted to go down that path, I think we could get it started Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, try to grow it up to, you know, partnering with the team or whatever. Mm -hmm. If somebody wanted to sign us, then maybe that's a a deal. But Mm -hmm. right now it's like, all right, let's put this out, see how many streams we can get. Let's keep growing the fan base. Cause obviously we have all these fans that constantly want music as much as possible. There's no, I don't think I've ever met a fan that said he's putting out too much music. So um, (laughs) I'm just like, why not? Let's, let's go, let's put it out and let's keep it growing and get the streams up. And and so that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to do. We don't have all the parts of the label, but we, we have a pretty got, good amount. Exactly. You got a team. Yeah. And do you, do you find that it's almost like more rewarding to kind of do it essentially on your own or is it just a Freaking different thing? Heck yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yes. I love and, that. And to be honest, um, it's just my opinion kind of, you know, it's me and my manager. There's nobody else's opinion mm-hmm. involved. And it's just like, Hey, this is the way I want to record it. Do you dig it? And he's like, yeah, it's a, all right, cool. Let's go. That's you know, so not, great. Not that, you know, labels change everything you do, but sometimes, you know, there's a lot of opinions that they have to check boxes have to be checked before you can put a song out. Exactly. And, Cause essentially you're, you're a, you're a product. To yeah. Them. And, and yeah. so it's different when you're getting to do it yourself and it's like, all right, this is my craft. What do I want from this? What do I want? What, how do I want it to sound? Right. You yeah. know, and I'll be honest. I mean, it is a little different sounding, especially in the verses, like the, Love the sounds that we used and the, the hits and the tones and everything. The chorus, mm-hmm. we still made it sound super radio, but mm-hmm. the verses and stuff, the hits and the acoustic parts, we made it sound different, which I kind of dig, you know, I'm like, I hey, love let's, that. let's make it sound different. So I love um, that. That's amazing. I'm, 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 a, I'm really, really excited about it. And uh, we'll see how it goes in October. So here's my question right. for you. Um, is there any plans at all to record Let Us Fall? <clears throat> oh, gosh. <laughs> no any plans? way. Is any that plans? Let Us Fall like oh, there right. Yes. 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 That's it. Stop. <laughs> That's it. I have it. I mean, I have it still on You're my You're going to have to text it to me. I'm going to text it. It's on my computer. I, I don't have it. You don't have it? Here's no, the thing. It's one hilarious. of those things where it's like... I have my iCloud drive is like it has so much old shit in it for years now that when I go back and actually go like if I got a new computer or if I you know I, I, I have to restart the computer or whatever it's always pop it always pops up in the iCloud drive like oh Drew Boy, what is that? I'm like, <laughs> it's still there so every there single is. time that's like I still have I still have somebody's little album called Back to Me. Oh God! That I still have. Oh, I still have Lord. the actual album. You do not. I do. Oh, with me with it's the horrible the bangs. One. It's in one of the boxes. Back Keep here. it there. Keep it there. <laughs> it's oh. so funny. Like when you look back on the music that you created or the pictures you took, you're like, "What was I doing?" <laughs> I am terrible. Like, <laughs> holy crap. I tell all my buddies that all the time or like people who just move here. He's like, man, I don't really like my voice yet. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, crap, you should hear my voice when I first moved to town. <laughs> I don't know why I moved here. It is so bad. I listen Dude. back to stuff like that. Let us fall. I'll listen to that and cringe the entire <laughs> song. Yeah. Oh, and be like, oh, gosh. oh, what yep. was I doing? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yep, been there. It's it was good so time. crazy. But you know what, though? I saw the potential. Yeah, yeah he did. I yeah. saw there the potential. Both of y'all. You saw the potential. And here's the deal. We still, at those times in our lives, we thought we were doing something great. So, so, you know, we should be, yeah. So, and that's, and other people liked what we were doing. Obviously, Marcus is still like loving your stuff that you cringe at. So it just goes to show (laughs) it's all relative, but it's nice to know that we've all grown and matured and gotten better and not been stuck with the terrible straight across bangs looking like Cher. Man, like, I, I used to thank God. I used to make him play that damn song every night he played That's Cool. That's he would come so in, cute. he would probably come up with a new with a new song that he wanted to try out. And I'd be like, no, play nope. Let's Fall. Nip. <laughs> oh yeah. I can wow. remember, I, I just remember the let us fall like yep. the rain. It was yep. my first ever six eight two timing. Yes. <laughs> it was very it was very back then it was very Chris Youngish. Oh. Yeah, he was my boy. Like yeah. when I came to town, it was like yeah, I wanted to be Chris Young. I wanted That's to sing like Chris. Yeah, that was <laughs> it. I told him that one day, and he was like, "Dang, man, how old are you?" I was like, "Well, <laughs> I was singing uh, like I'll never forget this. This is terrible, but like my junior year homecoming, um, they were allowing us to sing, and so my favorite song at the time, not even thinking about it, was the Black Dress song. And yes. so, like my junior year, here I am and and uh homecoming and it's like dark out and people are walking down the thing and they never even asked me what song i was going to sing i never thought of it i just went in and sang uh you know let your black dress hit the floor and it was like (laughs) my mom my mom has a videotape and she's recording me and i can hear her say oh my gosh oh my gosh these lyrics oh my goodness i can't believe my little boy is saying this (laughs) mom <laughs> my black so dress weird. hit the floor. Oh, this is not God. appropriate for homecoming, Drew. Oh, Man, that's that's what she thinks. Yeah, but it was she appropriate don't for lots she of don't, kids. She don't know. <laughs> yeah, she don't know. Oh, that's so cute. That's I love fantastic. that. And now look at where you are. I know that, like, you know, it lose. I've I've lost a deal, and it's like it's a crazy thing. But honestly, God does it on purpose. And oh yeah. It's just, it's so cool to see, you know, maybe this whole dream that we come here for to like be this like big record, like signed person. It's not even necessarily as fulfilling as being able to touch as many kids as you did, like with your song and, and to just kind of like go through the ebbs and flows of this whole thing, knowing that it's just what you're supposed to do regardless of where you're at. You know, yeah, I, th- I agree with that. And I think too, it was like everything happened so fast for me. Not fast, but I mean, it took years, but it of was like, not that I didn't appreciate it, but I was like in this moment of like now, if that was ever to get back to where we were with the deal and stuff, mm-hmm. it would be a whole different mindset of like, absolutely, man, I have to appreciate where I'm at in this moment right now because mm-hmm. I might not get this moment again. Mm-hmm. You know, I might not be able to play on it festival again stage mm-hmm. where there's 10,000 people there you know yeah. it's like right. you have to appreciate every step along the way and you know now that you take a step back just for a second and you look at it and you're like man I had when I, when I didn't think I had it going on I kind of did you know and yeah. so like when you get back there or beyond that when you get beyond that you're gonna be like man I appreciate this so much more now yeah. Like it, it's, it's a lot harder to get there than people think that just 
if you get it handed to you on a silver platter and like, here oh, it is. Exactly. So what exactly. have you, what have you learned? Cause you're, you've become an artist and like many art and like many successful artists now that have had a deal and the deal, I wouldn't say gone bad, but deal has ended yeah. for a label, yeah. label deal. So what have you learned as an artist now that you've had your deal and you are working on getting another one, what have you learned from that? What have you to, to basically educate yourself about the business and, or what you didn't know before you got the deal? Yeah, I think I've learned how to read contracts better. Um, <laughs> for a, a small yep. thing. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> not going to say anything, but I yeah. just learned how to do that. And I learned to, I know, I think I know my worth, you know, and I think that's hard, hard to know when you're young is like, you're, you'll give, you'll give your left arm just to be able to write a song in a publishing house, you know? And I think, um, now I know my worth and I know what I'm worth and I know what I have my fans and I know what kind of music they like. And I know who I am as an artist that I didn't know then, right. you know, I think then I was just like, for my songs and my music, it was just like, whatever everybody else liked, that's what I was going to like, whatever I turned in and they were like, Hey, I really liked that. I was like, okay, I do too. You know, instead of figuring out who I am and what I want to say and have a voice for what I want to stand for as a brand. Um, I know that now, you know, and I, I, I can't say that I really did back then. Not that I was putting out music that I didn't like. I just didn't know who I was as much as I do now. And of, I feel a like artists go through that. Totally. Yeah. And I, and I think too, you're always kind of, you get tired of some of a sound. You're like, well, I'm going to try to grow out of it a little bit and, and try something new. And I think you should always do that. But like, I think knowing your worth that, Hey, you know, maybe I just, I'm maybe I don't need a deal right at the moment. You know, I'm going to put out some songs and own these masters, mm -hmm. you know, and make some money off streaming and create my own tour. And that's kind of what I'm, you know, right now I just posted on my Facebook yesterday of just like, Hey, I'm going to go out and play private shows for people that want one hit me up. And it's like all morning I've been responding to multiple, like at least hundreds and hundreds of inbox messages from people that mm -hmm. want me to go play private shows. And it's like, so cool. Hey, you know, like I have a career, you do. I have a business, you know, and that's something that you don't know. You know, obviously I've grown that business over time, but right. to know what you're worth, what your sound is, what you want to say that I know that now. And when you're coming yeah. in as a young artist, you don't know that stuff. You're just like a record deal. What? <laughs> I get a record deal. That's so cool. You know, and, and to know too, like my late, my, my radio, how important radio is and to know all those guys at radio and know what they mean to country music and, um, that's a big, that's a big part of it too. You know, yeah. it's, you know how we were talking about believers earlier. That's how it is at country radio too. When you have a believer come on, well, guess what? They're, they're putting their stamp on you at country radio. They're checking your box and saying, Hey, I'm going to stick my neck out for this guy and play his song that nobody knows in my market. Yeah. And you're like, man, you're my bro. You know, you're bros for life. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's another thing that I've learned over this time is how important radio is and any new artist out there that signs a record deal. I think they, if they want a life on country radio, they need to know that they need to know how important country radio is yeah. and how important the family of country music is in general and relationships. You know, like I said, Marcus, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't go back nine years and we didn't stay connected, you right. know, and, and there's many relationships um, that I've had when I first signed my deal, not that I was mean to them, but I just didn't make time for them. Yeah. You know, like, of yeah. like, hey, great, great talking to you, man. I got to go, I got to go do me pretty much, mm -hmm. you know, instead of like, 
taking in your relationship of what's there and being like, you know what, man, like, yeah, you know, caring about other people, not so much about the me, 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 me all the time. Like what can, what can you do for me? You know? Yeah. And, and that's, and that's hard to fess up and say that you were that way, but I kind of was, you know, well, I, I respect was. that so much for you saying that, because that's, a, that's being an artist, you are the product. So therefore you kind of have to be self-absorbed because the business that you're running is yourself. Yeah. You no. Know? And, but, and it's easy when you're playing all those radio gigs and you're like yeah. out doing your thing. Yeah. But like, man, those people that had your back, you better have theirs, you know? No, it's so true. Cause you wouldn't be where you are without them. And then that kind of leads to like my last question. This, this whole time with, with COVID and everything has obviously done a number on the music industry and, and, and artists and people who've made their livings performing and going places and being on a stage and having the crowds cheering for them. Like, have you, have your, um, what's, what's the word? My brain's just not working today. Um, we'll cut this out. What's the word? What's the word? Ah, okay. So have your priorities changed at all in regards to career and personal life and where they kind of are on the hierarchy of, of needs there? Um, how is, how is COVID kind of changed how you're prioritizing things? I think it's totally changed me for the better. Um, obviously, you know, I was always the person that would, uh, no matter what came up, I would play the show no matter what my friend's Mm -hmm. weddings, my, whatever it was, I was going to play the show unless like my grandma passed away. I immediately came home, you know, but like, Hey man, I got to get married. All right. Sorry, dude. I'm not going to make it. You know, I got Mm -hmm. a show offer and I'm just going to go do me, you know? And I think now, of like even booking some of these private shows, I have some friends and we're talking about going to, uh, you know, North Carolina in a cabin for Halloween weekend or whatever. And we oh, were just talking yeah. about a couple of days ago and people have been asking me to come play on Halloween at the private show. They're going to pay a bunch of money. It's like, no, nah, man, I'm gonna be with my friends, you know? And so that. like that, those kind of balance of that, I think has really opened my eyes in this moment. And also being with my fiance has really opened mm-hmm. my eyes more too. And knowing we've, we've done some, uh, not that we've done a lot of it, but we do like premarital counseling Great. and, and knowing like, Hey, we are now partners, mm-hmm. you know, we are allies and just understanding that over this COVID has really helped too. Um, and, but obviously, you know, I miss playing all the time and yeah. I can't wait till we can do that again, but mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be some priority checks and I'm going to remember this time whenever it comes back to playing shows again. And my buddy calls me, he's like, Hey dude, I need this. Or Hey buddy, I'm, I'm having a baby or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, dude, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to try my best to be there. And I really mean that, you know, yeah. I think that's, that's for something really important in life because when I look back at my life, those first seven years here are a blur in mm-hmm. Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like, they are a blur. I was, you know, two radio tours playing 180 some dates. I feel like all over the country, which is great. And I needed to do all that, but I don't, I don't, I've missed out on so much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I always will being an artist. You always miss out on stuff, but like no one, when there's a moment that you shouldn't miss out on, you know, that's when you kind of grow up a little bit and start checking that. Yeah. I love mm. that. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. And I think if anything, uh, I know this time has been really difficult for a lot of people, but it has put a lot of things in perspective. Oh my gosh. Musicians so much. who are like these road dogs that are gone all the time, gone away from their friends and their family. And it's, it's, it's kind of like a little come to Jesus moment of like, okay, road life is great, but so is my regular oh, it's home life. life. 
Yeah, so it was online. online. And I'll yes. be honest, like I didn't have any friends in Nashville like that mm. I hung out with on a daily because that's it was right. Like, that's very I, true. I didn't. Yeah. Because you because you I, were working hard. You you're just gone, hard. and you're yeah, you're focused yeah. on what you're doing. I had yeah. acquaintances. I had friends that I like when I was out. I would see them and stuff, but yeah. I didn't have people that I would be like. Hey man, let's go watch the football game. You know, mm. like I didn't have people that I would hit up and say, Hey man, let's go golfing. You know, that yeah. wasn't, uh, that yeah. was not, I didn't have time for that. It was, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm in town for two days and I got to write two songs, you know? Yeah. And so then I would be gone again. And I think now that's been opened my eyes the most too. I'll be talking to Katie. I'm like, man, I just really don't have friends here. Like I have my friends that I grew up with, but not people that I would bro with. Like people that were in music or weren't in music that I could just sit out on the back deck and shoot the yeah. crap with. You know, that's, and over this COVID I've created, like, you know, made relationships other than just like, even just my neighbor sitting outside and we're just talking out on the, in the driveway, you know, and, and like sitting in a circle that, that stuff I didn't do. I was like, Oh, I don't have enough time for that. You know, but now Mm. it's, it really puts life in perspective to slow down a little bit and make those relationships. It makes life better because you can have both, you know, you can't, you can't have all your eggs in one basket. I agree with that. That's very true. What happens if the bottom falls out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> then they all break and there's nothing you can do about it. It's a lot of scrambled eggs for that one. <laughs> a lot of scrambled eggs. Lot Drew, of this scrambled. has been really, really great being able to catch up with you. Oh, so great to catch That's up with so y'all. Awesome. I love you guys. Thanks but for having this me. Has been, this has been phenomenal. Uh, go follow Drew on Drew Bulger's music on everything. It he is uh, one of the nicest guys. If you haven't caught on to that, he's one of the nicest guys and <laughs> very loyal. And I happen to just find Let Us Fall. Um, oh, God. <laughs> so text that to me. I'm going to, else I am going to uh, hit send right now so that you can get that on your phone. Yes. Okay, uh, I can't wait to hear this. So that's <laughs> going to be a good one. You know what? When's your birthday? July. 29. Okay. Oh, so if it's not, if it is not out by July 29th, I will be posting <laughs> that on my Instagram. Oh, oh my gosh. This uh, is great. I think everyone know these are growing pains for this. These were growing wow. pains back in the day for Drew Bowman. <laughs>